This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Your little duck tricks aren't going to work at this level. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Is uh, is this the last one before you get your car here? Last episode. It is. Wow, that's exciting. That's exciting. So that's maybe exciting. we'll have one final episode in the old studio with everyone together. Yeah, and for those who uh missed last week, uh, Mike is moving. Uh, he'll still be in the same city, but he'll be in a different uh studio, if you will. Yes. So we'll have to find a new place to record. Yeah, and Kevin is getting a car, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, other than that, just thanks for being you. Thanks for telling your friends. Keep growing the podcast, and let's get into it here. Tommy, what is the topic today? So today's topic is um, centered around a, a quack question. Um, it was asked um, by, who was it asked by, Mike? At Leah underscore Nog. That's Leah Burns. Yeah, uh, dev- devout quackalite. Yes. Um, and she basically asked, other than hockey, what are some other careers that the Ducks would pursue? And now we've kind of touched on some of them whenever we do like a breakdown or a deep dive. But I think this is a good time to really kind of bring it all together. Um, and because there may have been things we overlooked. And, you know, of course, we always change our minds on stuff. Yeah. So just to start off, the exact quack question was, what careers apart from hockey would the Ducks pursue when they got older? And as Tommy said, every time we sort of just talk about one singular character, we go into their backstory and their, I don't even know what to call it, their future story. Or um, So uh, we have some stuff here that uh, we've come up with. We've had some stuff that Steve Brill has come up with when we talked to him and just some other stuff. Um, through various channels that that we've kind of put out there as a a reason or as a a avenue for this character as he got older, but get a lot of people asking me about stuff that we've already talked about before. I don't. I'm not sure if anybody start or everybody starts right at episode one and then goes through. So I think it's good to sort of a recap, b fill the gaps, and c check our work here and see if we're right. So first of all, we get started with Dave slash Lester Averman. And we've had a episode about him where we mentioned that he probably gets married early. And in D4, if you remember our D4, episode 100, in the montage, he's working what I believe I call the some boring job like an accountant. So... We look at Dave slash Lester. He's probably not going very far with the hockey career. Uh, do we like him as an accountant here? 
Or is there another avenue we have not discussed? I can imagine him being like an accountant for like a very cool company, but his job is not cool. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, who do you work for? It's like, oh, I work for, you know, Six Flags or something like that. Like, oh, cool. like, what do you do there? Are you like a roller coaster designer? He's like, oh, I'm an accountant. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, he's kind of a, does he turn into a hipster, I guess? Is is he part of that, that scene? Because I feel like he has the best chance out of any of them to be a hipster. I feel like he could he could be a hipster, maybe, maybe like as an accountant for like a startup or something too. Oh, that's a I good feel point. Like that something like that would work for him. Okay, so and I think Minnesota has a pretty vibrant like tech scene. Do they? So I think that works. I think I mean, relatively speaking, yeah. I'll have to take your word you know, for it's it. It's not like it's not Palo Alto, but it's I'm pretty sure it's it's you know it's decent. Okay, I can't think of one big like tech company that came straight out of Minneapolis. I wonder if Hans invested a lot. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> he, he got it going. Mm-hmm. He saw the, he had the foresight to and, see. And Averman probably cooks the books for one of the companies. Oh, that's a great point as well. That's a great point as well. So Averman cooking the books for some hot tech startup, but he's kind of a, a unremarkable guy, I guess. So, Move on to Banks here, unless anybody has anything else on Averman. No, I, we can talk about Averman's future for, for weeks, but we'll have to move <laughs> on. Okay, so go to Banks. Uh, Steve Brill, we sort of talked to him about this in episode 64. He revealed to us that Banks goes on, makes the NHL, and has a has a lot of hype, never sort of really lives up to it, has sort of an unremarkable career, but has one good like playoffs where he really captures the magic and he just sort of lives off that. I think the question would be, after Banks' playing career, what happens to him? I could see him maybe bouncing around as like a, like a commentator for a little while because, I mean, his knowledge of the game is, is very good. He's got a good uh, set of hair. And he, it, yeah, and, he, and he's pretty well-spoken. Um, I could see him... I guess he. I guess he probably wouldn't have gone to college, right? Uh he maybe. It depends on what route he wanted to take. Maybe because he could have went to the junior route and played just in Canada and gotten drafted early, or he goes to college, and maybe he plays a year there and then signs with the team. He could have played all four. So there's a lot of different avenues. Um, but if you if you're looking at like a first round pick. He's probably not going to make it all the way through college. I can imagine yeah. him like um, toward the end of his career, maybe after he's like seven, eight years in or something. He's like going to night classes or something to finish his degree, mm-hmm. um, just because he knows because he's a smart guy. Like he knows he needs to have something to fall back on. Um, I, I I do like the idea of him being like a like commentator, but I'm not sure he's like studying broadcast journalism. He's probably studying some like finance or something yeah. like that. What does his dad do? Um, besides cheer for the team that he doesn't play for? <laughs> yeah. That's a, a good question. I don't think there's like a family business or anything like that. I always kind of pictured him as being like a executive type. Yeah. I mean, he knows Mr. Ducksworth, so maybe he's in the law profession? Or no, because maybe he uses Mr. Ducksworth. Yeah, he probably like has Ducksworth, uses Ducksworth company. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe his dad's like, in like a, uh, maybe not. Maybe mogul isn't the right word, but like a real estate kind of guy. 
And so maybe that's kind of the path that Banks takes, you know, a la Roger Staubach, like that type of thing. So this after is... his broadcasting career and all. Okay. So we go to his broadcasting career. Uh, like you said, good knowledge of the game. He seems sort of shy. I mean, do you think he he achieves like great feats in this broadcast career? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he just okay? I actually don't see him as a great broadcaster. Um, I think, like you said, yeah, kind of shy, and I think he never really kind of grows out of that. Um, so maybe he tries it, but he's just not a great analyst because he doesn't speak his mind enough, or he doesn't like say too many risky things. Yeah, this is this is more of a uh, kind of a hockey specific question, I guess, for Mike. Um, does it happen very often, like in the NHL, kind of how it does in the NBA, where guys go from broadcasting like? into the front office or into a coaching role very often? Uh, not, like I wouldn't say not as much as the NBA where it ha- I feel like it's happened a lot recently. Uh, but I'm sure that it's happened before. Um, I think that would be a good fit for him though. Just being of some working in the front office in some capacity, but he probably doesn't make it up to GM might be in like an assistant GM, but yeah, maybe that's the route after the broadcast career. Yeah, I can see him being the front office guy. All right. Let's move it on. We haven't really talked too much about Connie here. We assume since she's playing on the Eden Hall team with men that she, like Julia the Cat, makes the U.S. Olympic team. Is one of the better U.S. Olympic players. I don't know if she's as dynamic as Julia the Cat, but just where do you see, first of all, her playing career going here see i don't know how how deep we want to get into it because we do want to do a you know a deep dive into like what her life is like um but i can see her being very content like with her playing career and like kind of being like hanging it up early mm-hmm. being like hey I, I did everything i needed to and you know i'm ready for a new part of my life yeah so where do you see her life going well I think Steve Brill kind of gave us some guidance here as well. He said Connie and Gee like live close to each other. They're friends. They're not necessarily they're not married or anything. They're married to other people, but they're still friends and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think Connie has a couple of kids, which I think sort of takes away some of the best years of her hockey career. But um, yeah, as she moves on, I don't know what what is the move here. Is she just like a housewife, or does she do? Uh, something else beyond that i feel like she would do something kind of artistic but not like an artist like maybe like an architecture or like architect or something like that um and maybe like she is like a a mom so um she she doesn't she maybe only does consulting now or something like that but i could see her having some kind of like professional like artistic or design job along those lines i like it i think that i think that sounds good all right fair enough Charlie Conway, what is the play here? We figured that he's going to try to make it in hockey as long as he can. Obviously, we talk about D4, which is really features around him and his failed hockey career. Uh, He's working at a bad job, and uh, he goes on to round the Ducks up for one last go-round. But what happens after that go-round for him? Does he stay in that job where he's sort of uh, just not happy? Well, I know like the... The the easy answer is, you know, he does something involving like Hans a skate shop or something. Mm-hmm. But um to stick with the theme of the quack question, like other than hockey, you know, I, I always kinda imagine him like um 
like Jim from the office and like in sales. It's oh. like it's not something he likes doing, but he's good at it because he's a personable guy and like, you know, he's friendly. Um, so it could be something like that or like um, in uh, an office space, the main character mm-hmm. where he's just like, whatever, it's a job. You know, it's a nine to five cubicle soul crushing job. I think I think the gym comparison is good, um, and and I, I kind of like it too because uh, I'm sure we have some office fans out there. But you know, Jim kind of ventures out later on in the show, um, so I could definitely see Charlie like dabbling with something in sports, in hockey specifically. Maybe he does start like a hockey specific business tech company something. Um, so I could definitely see something like that. Maybe he like invents a a, a new skate sharpener or something. You know? Oh. Maybe he finally inv- invests in the Bombay loafer. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a good sort of a meme on Twitter today. It's that it was it was an advertisement basically for the Bombay loafer, and it said ducks fly together in Italian leather. The bo- Air Bombay loafer. <laughs> I thought that. Where did you That's see really this? Good. Online, on Twitter. People, wow. Yeah. So shout out to I'll I'll retweet it I'll post it somewhere I I was just so I have a feed that just looks for people typing about the Mighty Ducks and tweeting about the Mighty Ducks and I think that's where I found it, uh, so a lot of tech companies kind of popping up here early. Yeah, yeah with all these people we've talked about though are all seem like the smarter ducks. Once we get to like Tommy Duncan, we're gonna <laughs> we'll start hitting some more like blue collar things. Yeah, yeah. So. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We go to Dwayne, and in Dwayne's episode, we determined that he would create a traveling road show consisting of a rodeo on ice and a, like a trick ice <laughs> hockey team, like and one, but for hockey. Uh, <laughs> I think we've solved this one already. Um, what would he do? Like uh, that's obviously very hockey related, but I guess he'd be some kind of promoter. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's how he gets his start. Like he pitches those ideas. I could, I mean, a promoter, and let's say hypothetically the hockey thing doesn't work out. I could see him being like, like a venue host. Like maybe he's like big. Like in the real life, the actor who played Dwayne, he's like a, a rodeo commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see Dwayne being like involved in, like working for a. Like PBR, the Professional Bull Riding Association, or something. Yeah, I'm dubious that this rodeo on ice would work. I still don't know how you get like the cows and the bulls out there. And I do like, do you put them on skates or are they just running on the ice? And and how do you do it without PETA like coming after you? Yeah, that's a good point. I think he runs into some problems with PETA here. Um, maybe, yeah. And he's not ready for the internet age, is what I think happens. And he gets some bad publicity online, and it all just sort of falls apart for him there. But as for the promote, yeah, I could see him bull riding. To he might. Uh, to me, he just seems like maybe like an auctioneer for some reason. One of those guys. Oh, like a fast talker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like he could do that. Or like, like a promoter of like state fairs and, and carnivals and stuff like that. I can definitely see that. Oh yeah, he's like the the Texan who's like not swindling people, but he's like fast talking, trying yeah. to get people to come spend their money. Yeah, there you yeah. go. 
Uh, we move on to Fulton Reed here. Now, Fulton, we have said, maybe becomes a teacher at Eden Hall after his playing days. Uh, do we still think he's a teacher, or should we amend that? I think he's a teacher, but I think he's going to public school to teach because he, he wants to give back to the community, and Eden Hall has a lot of entitled kids, I think. Oh, so you, we decide did... what kind of teacher? I do not believe we did. Um, I this whole public school thing is interesting. So, does he start at Eden Hall and just get sick of the kids, or does he just avoid it, like from the get go? I think Eden Hall is probably pretty prestigious, at least academically as well. So it might be like that's probably not a place you can just start out teaching. Mm-hmm. So maybe he he. Maybe initially wants to go to Eden Hall, but there's a hey, you know, we'd love to have you, but you need some experience. But so he goes to like inner inner city, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, or something like that, and just loves it, mm. and like becomes a hockey coach as well. Um, but yeah, I can see him teaching like history or something like that. Kevin, you agree here? Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. Are we giving him too much like credit academically? Like intellectually, I guess. I think our teacher thing came from him miraculously being amazing in D three after not knowing how to skate in D one, and, and just sort of that worth that work ethic we think sort of turns him into an educated person. But that that's a valid question. Is he smart? If he just smart enough to really uh, grasp everything and sort of deal with all these different personalities and people that you got to deal with when you're a teacher. I see, I see him as like a, like a PE slash like a JV hockey coach or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like a good motivator and like a good life coach, if you will, but maybe like, he'd be like a shitty, like book learning teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Is he happy with being, Maybe you could be a guidance coach. counselor. Oh. Like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He seems sort of like empathetic. So, yeah. Maybe. I, I can see him as like maybe not necessarily a guidance counselor, but more of like a like a, 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 like a mentor of sorts, like a, like a molder of men. You know, like maybe in like a, a either at like, I'm thinking like The Rock in uh, uh, Gridiron Gang. Oh, like okay. That type of guy. I, okay. I never saw Gridiron Gang. Um, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's, you know, it's a typical. I remember movie. seeing the previews and being like, oh, I really want to see that. And then it like came out and everyone was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I just didn't see it. So Now that is a good story. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Kevin's going to have to be our Gridiron Gang expert on the podcast here. Okay. So Fulton has become a guidance counselor now. Uh, Goldberg, where do we see him going? I think we talked deli stuff, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we talked deli taking over the deli. Uh, does he actually make the deli survive, or is this a uh, is this a failed business? Does he like after like fifty years in business, does Goldberg <laughs> fail? I, I I did immediately think like he takes over the deli and runs it into the ground. <laughs> I don't know why though. Kevin, does Goldberg? I, I, I see. 
I see him being very successful with it and like franchising it because oh. I think like he he becomes like the face of it. Almost, oh, and, and like like the Dave of Wendy's, you know, I was that just about to say that character. Maybe not quite that big, but I think uh, he becomes uh, the face of that like conglomerate, so to speak. Okay, I like that, like the Papa John or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So does he? It's successful. Does he? like have someone else do like all the business stuff does he like just find the right person to partner with or is he actually sort of business savvy here maybe he has siblings the right person did you say siblings yeah because it was a family deli so maybe like he has an older sister or younger brother or something yeah or or maybe he does like partner with i don't know gee or something like I feel like Guy would have his head on straight with something like that. Yeah. Maybe he like reaches out to uh, Averman, the accountant, like once it's starting to get big, it's like, hey, I know you're doing this tech thing, but how would you want to like go into business with me? Although I think it'd be tough for Averman to do that if he's uh, well, in the tech world. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a team effort here where Averman's just advising. And then I do like Guy getting in there. I feel like Guy would go to some sort of East Coast school. I feel like he gets an MBA. Yeah, and gets an MBA. So, Gee, this is good. So, Gee sort of takes over and and uh, expands Goldberg's Deli into other markets. Goldberg becomes a face, and he's funny. He's good in interviews, so it sort of helps out the company there. So Yeah, so I think Gee probably goes to, like, Princeton or something. Mm-hmm. He gets his MBA. He comes back and like Goldberg's already running the business at this point. Like Goldberg, maybe he only went to like two years of community college, came back, he's running the family business and he's like, hey, we got something here. You're a recognizable face. These sandwiches are great. You know, sell me half the company and we can make this something. Yeah, I feel like maybe at that point, like it was fledgling maybe. Like Goldberg was trying to, he bit off more than he could chew. And and then he comes in and then I, I feel like at some point there has to be like some sort of chance meeting, like, like banks shows up with one of his like NHL buddies or something. And that oh. guy becomes an investor and that kind of like sets them off. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, right. definitely. Well done. Well done. So let's go to Jesse now. Now in Jesse's episode, we talked about how something catastrophic sort of happens here where Jesse doesn't go to Eden hall. Um, we figured maybe his dad dies. His dad dies, and then maybe Terry is injured or something. So he has to just go to work. Works at uh, maybe the factory or the supermarket, and then gets caught up in Hans's drug game as lieutenant. Uh, is he still in Hans's drug game, or does he eventually sort of bring it all back around and sort of get his life together here? I'll let Tommy take that. Um, I think he goes, maybe, you know, maybe he goes to prison for a little bit and when he comes out, he's like, you know, he's a parolee and he's just, you know, and he's out of the game though. Mm-hmm. He's just working, you know, regular, like not a very good job, but it's enough to like, he can stay afloat. He's not yeah. married or anything. Whatever he can get. Yeah. But I can imagine him maybe like. Maybe like some of the ducks trying to help him get work. Like 
if if Conway is like a sales manager at like a paper company, maybe he's like, hey, you can, you know, I can get you a job, you know, in sales with me or like in the warehouse or something. I don't know. Or maybe he ends up franchising, be like running one of the the Goldberg franchise. Oh yeah, becomes a manager at one of the Goldberg at one of the Goldberg delis. Oh, just like a manager. I like that instead of being like the owner. Um, this brings up sort of an interesting point, though. Like, how much do the Ducks stay in contact? Because I mean, you're talking about high school kids. Like, how many kids do you really talk to from your high school that you like? played on your basketball team or your football team or your hockey team like how much do they actually stay together well and i mean they also like didn't even talk about him in d3 so they maybe they had already kind of moved on yeah that's a very real possibility maybe they have like a 15 or 20 year anniversary and then they're just like oh my god terry like where you been he's just like oh i've been in and out of jail blah 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 and it's like okay we need to make this Mm -hmm. right Okay, I like that. I mean, there's also just a chance that he is a manager of a Goldberg's Deli and, like, Goldberg's somewhere else being the face of it and he's running it, like, in corporate headquarters and he's just working at the place and they don't really realize it. So, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Like, they just walk into a random Goldberg's Deli in yeah. Minnesota and it's like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like, why didn't you tell us you were working here? Yeah. Yeah, that would make that. Maybe it's like you know, like Subway. They like um, they hire like parolees or whatever. Recently, you know, ex-cons. So maybe Goldberg's does that too. Oh, there you go, there you go. Uh, Julie the cat. We've talked a lot about becomes probably the greatest female athlete the U.S. at least in the Winter Olympics has ever seen. Um, four to five gold medals, and uh, I think she just sort of lives off that fame. I think she goes into politics afterwards. In, oh. our, in our election episode where we talked about who would be like the best politicians, who would be like the ticket for like the presidential elections, we talked about Julia the Cat being like the Republican candidate. So she goes back to Maine and becomes like a Congress uh, woman or like a uh, or a senator because I think she's governor. got a shoe in to win. That's good. That's really good. Uh, Dave Carp, we haven't really talked too much about his. We've talked a lot about him in general, but not too much about his future. Maybe he like tries to work at Goldberg's Deli, but he just like can't master making those sandwiches. Gets <laughs> <laughs> fired from Goldberg's Deli. Um, I feel like I feel like Carp too. Would like somebody like Terry or somebody would like talk him into you know like doing something illegal, and he would be the one that is the fall guy. Oh, yeah, Peter would talk like, Carp into like it. Yeah, happen. yeah. Okay, so Carp is in prison, is what we're saying. Or, sure. or even Carp is just like a really unsuccessful like pyramid scheme runner. <laughs> it's like he can't get anyone to invest, and but he still believes it's legitimate, like selling watches or something like that. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So he's just like a bad door to door pyramid scheme salesman. I like this. Yeah, I like this. So like spends all his money on lottery tickets as soon as he gets a paycheck. <laughs> That's rough. Carp there. Uh, Luis Mendoza, we talked about as as becoming a short track speed skater, having a brief kind of moment of fame as short track speed skaters do and, and making the Olympic team, but not necessarily like becoming a gold medalist or anything like that, just sort of making it being an alternate, maybe just right on the edge. Um, beyond that, Luis Mendoza, 
what is he doing? Uh, he's from Miami, right? Correct. I feel like he goes back to Miami and like opens up like a like a nightclub or something like that. Like I don't know, he just his personality kind of strikes me that way. I guess he's like, like a sports bar or something, yeah. Oh. You know, I see him more as like a like a club owner than a, okay, sports, yeah. than a sports bar owner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the guy that like, you know, everybody knows owns the club and he kind of, I, I feel like he's very successful in that role. Yeah. Smooth talker. Ladies man. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely a ladies man. So yeah, maybe he's, he's good at promoting. And maybe he opens a strip club. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Can't Stop, Won't Stop. It's a classy place, though. <laughs> oh, is it a classy? It's classy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would think, I mean, Mendoza doesn't seem all that classy, though. Like, he's crawling under the table looking through a girl's, like, skirts. That's a good point. Well, he does have, like, an image. That's like, true. He's, uh, yeah, so, okay. He could get, like, good, classy investors, and he knows, like, he can get a clientele, like, mm-hmm. probably gets... um. All geese, Princeton buddies, when they're down in Miami, they probably drop tens of thousands of dollars when they're there. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're talking like white businessmen, or are we talking like athletes? Or is it both? I was thinking like businessmen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Peter Mark, we've talked about really reverting to the drug game, getting caught up in Hans's drug game, maybe even dying from Hans's drug game. Uh, does Peter Mark survive in the game? No. No. Yeah, he's dead. He's he, and maybe he like and not not it, it's just over something stupid probably. Like he was trying to like steal some yeah. hubcaps and he got hit by a truck. Oh. <laughs> or like some some guy like bumped into him and he like took offense to it and that guy happened to be a somebody in the drug game and killed him. Yeah, I could oh, see okay. that. R.I.P. Peter Mark. Like his big mouth got him in trouble. Uh, Dean Portman, we talked about playing in some lower junior leagues and then sort of being famous, like sort of fighter in the adult league as he worked in the shipyards and meat packers and, and some sort of like area like that, like nice blue collar working class. Yeah, he's, he's working in Chicago. He's working in like, you know, not the slaughterhouse, but like in that industry, mm-hmm. and he's the uh, he's like probably divorced, but he still loves his kids, or whatever. But he's working, you know, <laughs> nine to five. He's like a union guy, like yeah. working nine to five. Yeah, for wants sure. to get as much overtime as he can. All right, probably drinks a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, basically, like season two of The Wire, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, basically like Frank Sabatka. He's, he's a stevedore. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Russ Tyler, we sort of talked about uh, taking over a sporting goods store uh, and then just sort of running that. And Brill talked about that. Is that what he was? Yeah, I think Brill said, yeah, he's a sporting goods store. Uh, okay. Uh, there you I go. I feel like he would also do well on sketch comedy shows. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's his calling. Yeah. And he um, ends up on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. In uh, Steve Brill's other movie, Heavyweights, when um, Ben Stiller as Tony Perkins is like first introduced to the campers, he like looks at campers 
And it's like, oh, I see, oh, whatever. He looks at the English kid, he's like, I see the next president of the United States because he's dressed nicely. When he looks at Russ, he says, I see a famous rap artist. <laughs> so maybe he's a famous rap artist. Maybe. Maybe. How very racist of Ben Stiller. Yeah, I was going to say. Some yeah, I think that was the joke. Overtones there. I don't know how that would fly in this And I think Carp today. was the... <laughs> Uh, Carp, uh, the kid who played Carp, uh, what's Aaron Schwartz, mm-hmm. I think was like a Fortune 500 oh. like chairman, <laughs> which is totally not what we predicted yeah, Carp, but maybe know. for Jerry and heavyweights. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on here. Tommy Duncan, we sort of talked about having to go on the lamb, getting a tattoo, becoming Pete. Um, after Tammy sort of dies young, it sort of ruins his life. Uh, and then he goes in the witness protection program at one point um so i mean really not much to go on here but what does Tan- what does i guess pete do once he sort of gets settled after everything sort of goes wrong for him there long haul trucker <laughs> just out on the open road yeah by himself. Like maybe moves to like montana or something um maybe he's like maybe he works for like a, a lumber yard and he ships the lumber he drives that around I like that. He's got a big old red beard. He's, yeah, he wears a flannel hat. Yeah. Wait, we're um, talking about Tommy Duncan, right? Yeah. Correct. So we're assuming he grew considerably then. You can be a short trucker. But I assume. In, in the lumber yards? Yeah. You just like, gotta drive. Okay. I yeah, he's like true. their ace driver. Yeah, he doesn't actually okay. do anything. He's not chopping wood Wait, with that. Hang on, hang on. That that wouldn't be a good job for somebody in witness protection. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. He's driving around the country. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, maybe a... he's no longer in it. Because all oh. the people, like, because, you know, Hans maybe dies then eventually. Then he's dead. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe it did, It sort of settles down. And well, makes... what career would Tommy be good at? <laughs> Not science. I feel like... And I, I don't know if this would be good for somebody who wants protection today, but I feel like he could be a decent like salesman. I feel like he, I feel like he could, he could be a talker. I don't think he's smart enough to be a salesman. What about like a used car salesman? I don't think you have to be smart oh. to be a salesman. Okay, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like used car salesman. You got to be pretty good salesman, though. I mean, it's something that's ne- necessarily like. Maybe he works at like Radio Shack or yeah, one of these electronic <laughs> companies. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tommy Duncan. Uh, Tammy, we mentioned, uh, dies young. Uh, does she? How far does she make it? I guess it can't be that far if she. Uh, if Tommy's going through all this. What um, did we? Did we say like she died in what? Like college? No, she died. The reason she wasn't in D two is because she's dead. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Right. I forgot we said that. <laughs> All right, so I mean really nothing to discuss with Tammy here. Well, uh, well, what if what if she happened to actually survive? I think she would be like a good kindergarten teacher or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a good community presence in some form. Mhm. Well, maybe on the school board or something. Who knows? Oh, yeah, or I can a see figure that. skater. Oh, yeah, or a figure skater. Uh Speaking of people we've killed off, Terry Hall. Uh, this could happen a little later here, although uh, Jesse has a lot to go where he goes from working 
at the supermarket or at the factory and getting caught up in Hodges' drug game. Uh, Terry, how far does he make it before he meets his end here? I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the, the context around his demise. So we were trying to figure out why Jesse didn't go to Eden Hall and sort of what happened to him after. So we figured he went to public school because um, obviously they had scholarships. So it couldn't have just been like him going to public school because of the money. So we figured he needed to be close to sort of care for Terry if he got in some sort of accident because their dad died. So maybe Terry's still alive. But okay, he's just so here's what I think hap- might have happened. Um, dad dies in a freak accident. Um, so Terry, he's got to become the head of the family. Or not Terry, uh, Jesse's got to become the head of the family. Um, knowing that Terry, although he kind of acts um, kind of class clownish or whatever, whatever, he's actually really smart and becomes a doctor. Oh. And so Jesse is like, hey, I'm working so you can go to college and go to med school. That's why I gave up my dream. Oh, okay. And, and Terry probably feels incredibly guilty later in life about it because here he's a successful doctor and, mm-hmm. you know, Jesse was in and out of jail. I like this. Terry recovers and it becomes a success story. Kevin, you like this? I think, I think that, yeah, I think that works. All right. I think, All right. And I, then, think, I think somebody needs to like crawl out from the ashes, you know, and become a super success story. Yeah, they can't all work at Goldberg's sandwich shop. They <laughs> only put like four of them there. Uh, they'd have a pretty good hockey team, though. Yeah, yeah, they'd yeah. have a, a lot of uh, a lot of wins in the adult league. And then we have Ken Wu, who uh, figure skater. We we try to determine if he went back to figure skating. If I recall correctly, we, we said that he did not. Um, but I mean, it, figure skating only lasts so long. Hockey lasts so long. Ken Wu, what happens after? I feel like just based on like sheer like averages and numbers, I feel like somebody in this group has to be like a cop or a firefighter or something. So I, I think I think Kenny Wu becomes a cop. Maybe like a like an investigator, like a detective. Yeah, he rises yeah. up the ranks. Yeah, like he goes to um, maybe he's like in the FBI. Oh, like he's a he's a bright guy. Yeah, goes to Langley. Like he he's like a detective, then he goes to the FBI. Okay, okay. So he yeah he moves up the ranks. Uh, yeah, he's talking Langley about- Langley's CIA, isn't it? I thought it was FBI. Uh, I don't know. FBI. Quantico, you got Quantico's FBI. Wait, Quantico. What's Pimlico? Pimlico's a racetrack. Maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's a race car driver. Oh. Well, Pimlico's a horse track. <laughs> that's where they have the bell. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So maybe he's a jockey. He's short enough. Oh, does he become a jockey? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's that'd really. Be, that'd, be a, that'd be a sports crazy career. That'd be a, that'd have be an undercover term. FBI agent as a jockey. <laughs> oh, he goes undercover as a jockey. I like this. Yeah. So there's some corruption. I feel like you got a lot of rich people in the horse race. Oh, yeah. Game. He's trying to. And there's probably like all kinds of illegal, like not, not, um, it's like breeding or yeah, something right? that's yeah. done. They're like trying to seal the, like steal the, um, 
this is gross, but it's like steal like the horse's uh, semen. Semen. Yeah. yeah. I like how Tommy was so nervous to say semen <laughs> on there. Well, I was just like I was trying to think of a, a, any other way I could say it without talking about horse semen directly, but here we are. <laughs> we are. We've only said it like three times now. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I like that. This is. I mean, we might have to expand on Kenny Wu's career at some point, but uh, a lot going on here. Um, anything else before we get to the quiet question here? We're we're sort of over time, so got to push along here. We are gonna have to talk about Kenny Wu soon. Okay. Okay. And yeah. This horse semen ring that he breaks up. <laughs> this is like a. This is like a spinoff from a. Uh, Mighty Ducks here from D4. So, if you haven't listened before, you ask us questions on Twitter and Facebook and through email. Getting a couple email questions that were pretty good, actually. So, keep sending them in. I'm seeing them, is what I'm trying to say, even though they're not on Twitter. You ask them, we answer them. Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Today's quiet question is kind of keeping with a theme. Uh, And this one comes from trevor bell who is at bell trevor on twitter uh and his question is which player do you think would make the best golfer like happy gilmore ah as an example happy gilmore yeah he he's kind of the mighty ducks of golf comes from like a working class place and really upends the sport so best golfer i mean i feel like banks would have the most access to it oh yeah that's true but i mean if, if we're talking like Happy Gilmore style, it's got to be Fulton, right? Yeah, Fulton yeah. with the slap shot. Oh, yeah. He's like a direct for those who don't know who Happy Gilmore is, first of all, you're, what's wrong with you? Uh, second of all, he was a uh, – it's an Adam Sandler movie. It's a hockey player turned golfer. He's got like a ridiculous slap shot, so he's like really good at driving the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd like – Fulton is the obvious answer here. I don't think there's really much else you can look at unless you want to say he doesn't have – he never sort of is exposed to golf. But well, neither was Happy Gilmore. He thought the only thing you need to be uh, a good golfer was to uh, wear funny clothes and have a huge ass like his neighbor, the accountant. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, what if Fulton doesn't have, like, even that meeting? Who is the the, the where? Chubbs, where he, he, he meets, like, an old uh, pro, pro, uh, an old golf pro yeah where what if he just never gets into the game like he never swings a golf club i think that's the only way Fulton does not become the best golfer out of these people yeah i I think the only other one would be banks because he would be the only one with like a lot of access to it well maybe uh terry when he becomes a doctor doctors golf a lot there you go yeah that's true that's true maybe later in life terry becomes pretty good but Fulton, the obvious answer here. So, if you have any disagreements, you know the only other one could be like maybe Portman, just because oh. he's an enforcer. So he wouldn't have, like, he would just pick up a golf club and do whatever he wants with it. He wouldn't have like proper form. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I think Portman's problem, you know, similar with Happy Gilmore, is, is some anger issues there. I don't know if he could keep his head level enough to really. Yeah, but he would sell tickets on the tour. He would he would definitely sell tickets on the tour. Uh that is not in dispute. So there you go. There's our picks. Where we there's like four or five. If you have anybody else you think would be a good golfer, let us know. Thequackdeck.com. If you have anything else you just want to tell us, thequackdeck.com, go there, contact us. 
Listen to all the back episodes. Listen to them again. They're fun. Go to the shop. Get your shirts. Get your mugs. Get your shower curtains. It's all there. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. On Twitter, at QuackTechPod. Mike, are you going to get a shower curtain for your uh, new place? I might. Uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. ITunes. I don't think the lady will let him. Yeah, I'm going to have to run it by the old girlfriend, but we'll see what happens. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite story about what happened to these ducks here in, as they moved away from hockey later in life. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.